four reasons why DIY isn't working for you. So <clears throat> I wanted to come on really quickly to talk to my really sophisticated, to talk to my really smart, to talk to my really intelligent people today. Um, because a lot of times we are so smart that we have a tendency to outsmart ourselves. So I want to talk about four reasons why DIY may not be working for you, specifically in health. Hey, hey, Khan. Hey, Khan. Hey, Drew. What's up, y'all? Hey, Nedda. Um, so thanks for popping in. So I want to talk about four reasons why DIY may not be working for you today. Because what I see is, um, for those of you who don't know, I'm currently enrolling for my spring 2021 semester for my farm to table, which is my plant-based um, plant coaching program, 10-week plant-based coaching program. And as a part of this enrollment process, um, applicants, they have to fill out an application, right? So previously, in previous semesters, I, I've had Farm to Table now for almost four years. In previous semesters, we did not have an application process. And, you know, prior to now, you could just go to the website and click to enroll, right? Well, now, since having this application process and really sitting down and interviewing these applicants to discover, you know, what their goals are, what their health challenges are, and also to understand what their potential roadblocks are, it's uncovering a lot for me. And it's helped me to really understand that, you know, what DIY, what people perceive to be DIY is not necessarily a success strategy for a lot of people because of the four reasons that I want to give you today. So I'm going to quickly go through four reasons um, as to why DIY may not be the best strategy for you, specifically with regard to trying to achieve a health goal, okay? So, you know, this might not be across the board, but it's definitely for those of you who are attempting to achieve um, or overcome a chronic health challenge. Because you guys know I am a plant-based nutritionist. I'm certified in plant-based nutrition. I full-time speak, teach to how to use a lot, utilize a plant-based diet to overcome chronic health challenges. And uh, for a lot of people, DIY, i.e. doing it yourself, is their strategy for overcoming these health challenges, right? Um, but I'm going to give you really quickly four reasons as to why that may not be the best strategy for you based on pretty much years of coaching this content and what I see from people who decide to continue to just consume free content versus people who invest in an actual curriculum framework and strategy to follow to reach their health goals okay so let's get into four reasons why DIY may not work for you may not be working for you with regard to overcoming chronic health challenges okay so the first reason is because you don't know what you don't know and so what I mean by that is when it comes to something as broad as plant-based nutrition, a lot of times there's so much information available. There's so much information, you know, with regard to any topic, but there's so much information available that oftentimes we feel like I can go buy this book. I can go get this recipe book. I can watch these YouTube channels, I can go to this free summit or this free conference and get what I need to get to be plant-based, right? But the issue with this is the reason, this first reason is you don't know what you don't know. The issue is you're consuming information from multiple sources, right? So you have people that you may be following in the plant-based space 
who are giving you loads of information. And a lot of their information is overlapping, right? So that's a good thing, right? A lot of you're hearing it being repeated by multiple different sources, okay? And so what happens is by hearing all of this information and taking in all this information in a multitude of ways, you have the books, you're listening to the podcast, you're going to the YouTube channels, right? You don't know what gaps are not being filled for you, right? So you don't know what you don't know. So you're basically like, okay, my strategy for overcoming my chronic health challenge is to adopt a plant-based diet. And because your strategy is so broad, you're not sure what gaps you need to fill. Does that make sense? And so what happens is you're consuming a ton of information and you've decided your strategy for overcoming this health challenge is just to go plant-based, not knowing the nuances and the intricacies of what's required. Not even oftentimes knowing that there's a potential difference between being vegan and being plant-based. So you're trying to DIY this thing, right? And you're taking the information from multiple different resources, but you don't know what you don't know. And so you don't know what's being left out. And so if your strategy for overcoming chronic health challenges is to go plant-based, your strategy is too broad. You, the issue is that you don't have a curriculum or framework that's been documented and that's been proven, i.e. the teacher or whatever has receipts to prove that their framework and their curriculum works. You don't have a documented framework or curriculum to follow. Right. Therefore, your strategy of I don't need to invest in a program to teach me how to do this because there's so much free information out here about plant based nutrition. And because you just decided that going plant based is your strategy for adopt for getting over your chronic health challenges, you don't have what's in between the lines, right? So you're not exactly sure what type of water to be drinking or how often or what are some pro tips about water that will help you master your hydration. You just know you should be drinking water because you've listened to five different people and read it in five different books. So you don't know what you don't know. You're just like, well, I'm drinking water, right? Or you you know that you shouldn't eat meat, but you don't know what you should eat. But you're like, listen, plant-based is not eating animal products. Why would I pay or invest in a program to tell me that because it's as simple as not eating animal products, not realizing that there are some things that are labeled as vegan and plant-based that can be just as unhealthy and that can be preventing you from achieving your health goals. So again, the first reason why DIY isn't working for you is because you don't know what you don't know and you believe, you believe that there's, so, there's such an abundant amount of free content out here that there's no need for someone to pay for a program or a system to follow because I can just take in all of this free content from multiple sources and piecemeal it together, right? Not knowing what gaps aren't being filled for you, okay? So that's the first reason that DIY is not working, right? Information overload and your strategy for overcoming your health challenges is too broad, i.e. I'm just going to go plant-based, right? And plant-based can look very different depending on who you're learning from, right? Depending on um, who the expert is. One expert says wheat is okay. The other expert says, no, you need to be wheat free. You need to be gluten free. One expert, you know, says you should definitely incorporate, you know, healthy oils. And another plant-based expert says you should be no oil, right? And so now you're getting this information overload and you haven't committed to one expert, one strategy, one model, one framework to follow. And now you look up and it's been 
six months, eight months, a year, two years where you've been on this plant-based journey with all of these ups and downs because you've been trying to piecemeal various information from various sources together and you don't know what you don't know. So that's the first reason why DIY may not be working. The second reason that DIY may not be working for you is because you're doing better than or the same as the people around you. Okay, you're doing better than or the same as the people around you. Okay, so what I mean by this is, you know, we are the top, the sum total of the top five people we surround ourselves with, right? And so if I don't have to know you, all I have to do is look at who you spend time with to know who you are, right? Because what science and studies have showed us is that um, based on the top five people you surround yourself with, you guys have a very similar uh, health status. It, and then that means as finite as your weight, you are um, similar, similar weight to the people you surround yourself with. You guys have similar values and belief systems. You guys probably are similar in religion and you guys are probably similar, similar in annual income. And so you are a product of your environment. Right. And even the, the environment that you choose. So the people that you decide to spend time with, you're a product of them. Right. And so what happens is when you're trying to DIY something, sometimes you are not as diligent in that process because you can look at your circle and decide, well, we're all the same. We're all kind of doing pretty good or I'm doing a little better than them. Right. Like I don't have as much weight to lose or I don't have any pre-existing conditions, or I'm not on any medications. And so you develop, oftentimes unknowingly, a bit of a superiority complex. Because that superiority complex will position you to stay right where you are. It's very hard to be on a team of four winners and not be the fifth winner. It's very hard to be on a team of four losers and not be the fifth loser, right? So you are the sum product of the top five people you surround yourself with. So even though you're trying to DIY this, um, overcoming this chronic health challenge, oftentimes you are, you, you lack the ability to push yourself to a level of discomfort that results in, you know, significant changes because you look around at your circle and there is no real motivation to grow. There's no real motivation to do better, right? To achieve more, to strive higher, right? And so oftentimes, um, because you have, you're the same as the people you're around, you develop complacency. Or if you're doing a little better than the people you're around, you develop a superiority complex. And if you're the top of the food chain in your circle, um, the motivation, the drive, and even the necessity to do more and do better is not there, right? And so that takes way more effort to push past that complacency or to push past that superiority complex in order to get to a place where you really, really are, you know, making significant changes in overcoming that particular challenge, right? So again, reason number two DIY isn't working is because of your circle, right? You're just not in a circle that um, is is essentially using growth and essentially modeling growth in personal development and self-enhancement um, in order to go to the next level. So there's no ascension. Right. And if it is, it's so small that it's not scientifically or should I say statistically significant. OK. All right. 
So the third reason why uh, DIY may not be working for you, the third reason why DIY may not be working for you is you have not mastered um, paying for peace. So let me talk about this one. This is a big one. So I think one of the most popular podcast episodes I recorded, I recorded last year, you know, and it was, you know, all about, no, one of the most popular emails. because I got so many replies from people saying, oh my God, thank you. Because the title of this email was, here's why I pay for peace and you should too, okay? And so first, let me define what it means to pay for peace. Paying for peace essentially means that you are investing in peace of mind. It essentially means that there is something that you could technically do yourself, but you've made the decision not to do it yourself and to pay for it to be done for you because it is not in alignment with your gifts, talents, and purposes, or it causes you distress and you rather buy your time back, okay? So paying for peace is a lesson I learned a couple years ago from a colleague, and it sounds simple, but let me give you an example. So ways in which I pay for peace in my life. I have a housekeeper, right, that comes to my home and cleans right? That's paying for peace. Um, many women, right? Even guys, right? We go to the hair salon or the barber shop. We get our nails done, right? We get petties done. We get waxing done. We get eyebrows done. That's paying for peace, right? Now we know how to pay for peace when it comes to beauty, when it comes to aesthetics, right? Um, but because we also consider that self-care, right? Um, but when it comes to things like your health, when it comes to things like um, your financial literacy or budgeting, um, when it comes to things like personal development and self-enhancement, those are things that we typically decide to DIY, okay? So, but the issue with that is you are not the expert and therefore um, you're trying to DIY it and it's costing you more than it's saving you because costs don't just come in the form of money. Cost also comes in the form of time and energy, right? And so you don't want to pay for peace because it's, it's something you can do for yourself. Cause a lot of times when, um, we think, when we understand that it's something we could technically do ourselves, we don't see the value in paying for it. Right. Because it's something we can do ourselves. But if you're a high performer or a high achiever, what you know is that your most valuable asset is your time and anything you can do. The busier you are and the more focused you are on achieving a goal, anything you can do to save time, you're willing to invest in. Right. But many of us, again, we haven't mastered paying for peace because it's something we can do ourselves. Right. Yeah, I absolutely could clean up my house myself. Absolutely. But I am in love with the idea of buying back my time. Why not save those couple of hours out of that day that I would spend cleaning, pay someone to do it and use those hours to do something more productive, to do some income generating activities. Right. Or to do something that brings me joy, like walking by the water or having lunch with a friend. And so paying for peace is not about, a lot of us, we have a money mindset that says, I only need to pay for liabilities. 
or like, you know, rent, car note, insurance, phone bill, or I shall only pay for things that I absolutely can't do myself. Like, you know, I don't even know where the gas thing is in my car, so I need to pay somebody to change my oil, right? So most of us have a money mindset where anytime there is a potential investment linked to a um, link to a program or whatever, the first thing we look at is the cost, not necessarily considering the value, right? And so the, DIY isn't working for you because you haven't mastered how to pay for peace. Yeah, absolutely. You could probably take hours out of your life, right? And research how to effectively adopt a whole food plant-based diet. But how much attractive does it sound to pay for a coach to just hold your hand and walk it with you? To pay for a coach who's already documented a framework and a strategy um, to ensure your success and walk you through that. Because, and this really applies a lot from what I see in my experience as a coach. It really applies to people of color. Because a lot of times, um, as people of color, you know, we are definitely, you know, cost sensitive, which is understandable, right? We definitely have overall um, a lower annual household income than our white counterparts, right? So we have reason to be cost sensitive. It totally makes sense. Um, however, you know, people of color, we tend to be a little more cost sensitive. Um, we tend to be a get sticker shock a little more um, because we're always looking at just the cost, the cost, the cost, and not the value. It can be, literally be something that we're struggling with for years, right? And something that we have said out of our own mouths that we really need, right? I really need help in this area in my life. It's something that I've waited too long um, to do. It's time I've tried all these other strategies and all these other DIY strategies. And I really, really need to do this. And then we hear, you know, oftentimes the cost and we get sticker shock, right? After we've articulated with our own words, the value in doing this, the value in this investment, right? Um, but paying for peace is all about eliminating the stress and the overwhelm that has come with trying to do this thing yourself in previous attempts, right? Because, you know, when I, like paying for peace is such a, a core value that I live by because it feels amazing to get something off of my to-do list and assign it to someone else. Everyone knows that. Like, if you're a boss, if you have a staff, or you have a community or a project that you oversee, there's nothing like delegation, right? Like, delegation is like God's gift to peace of mind, right? So it's like, who can I delegate this task to so that I can go on to do some other things, to do some things that I enjoy, or more importantly, so that I can operate in my zone of genius. If you're a high-performing professional, an entrepreneur, a C-suite executive, or someone who just, you know, is really intelligent and has a lot of on your plate, which is most all of us, I know it's most of my entire audience, um, then you delegating, right, is your thing. But most importantly, it, because you want to operate in your zone of genius, right? So I would much rather teach. I would much rather do what I'm doing now. I would much rather teach. I would much rather speak. I would much rather write. Like those are my gifts, writing, speaking, teaching, essentially communication, right? Um, taking typically difficult to understand information and breaking it down into digestible pieces where people can understand, right? That's my jam, right? So I would much rather do that 
as opposed to designing something for our website or crafting course materials and things. I, I give that to my assistant and that's what she's amazing at. My, my assistant is so talented when it comes to like creative stuff and making and putting stuff together. And But I still want our students, for example, to have that experience and to get all of the aesthetics. But all I really want to do is teach the science, but they need the experience too. And so I'm able to outsource that to my assistant. So it feels amazing. And I can never ask her to do what I'm doing now, right? I can never ask her to come on and teach this, right? What I When I teach, that is my role, right? However, in order to be able to do more of this, I have to pay for peace, right? So paying for peace is so, so, so important because it allows me to do more of what I'm amazing at. Okay, and so if you have not mastered paying for peace, then you're always going to be in a place where your mindset is only focused on cost, never focused on value, right? So somebody might say, you know, why do you pay for, um, you know, a TSA pre-check at the airport, right? We're all going to the same place. We're all going to end up at the gate, right? Or some people don't understand why somebody would pay for first class, right? We're all on the same plane. We all have the same destination. Um, why would I pay somebody to clean my house? Why would I pay somebody to cook my food? You know, why would I pay somebody to, you know, do this for my kids, right? But it has nothing to do with what you can do yourself. It has nothing to do with everybody on this plane ending up at the same destination. It's what that allows you to do. Like, I remember when I was flying to Portland like two weeks ago, I could not wait to get on the plane and pay for Wi-Fi. And I didn't care what it was going to cost me. Like, I knew as soon as I got on the plane, I was going to whip out my credit card and pay for Wi-Fi because I had like a four-hour flight and there were some things that I could totally get done. And I had this like, really great idea. So I knew I needed to write it out. Right. And so I'm like, I'm, Oh, I can't wait. And like somebody, somebody else would be like, there's no way I'm paying, you know, for Wi-Fi on an airplane. They're ripping you off. Meanwhile, I'm like, I could get this done in the air on this four hour flight instead of trying to take a nap or listen to music or something. And I can get some stuff done. I actually remember enrolling a client uh, and or updating a client and I think on that flight I made like 1700 bucks you know what I mean just like because I had wi-fi in the friendly skies and when her email came through like where's the link to pay you know so I can just pay off my balance before I'm, I'm like absolutely right and so just paying for peace for me is an opportunity to do more of what I'm great at but a lot of times Again, we don't look at it as paying for peace. We only want to invest in or we only want our money to go toward things that are absolutely required, like our rent, our mortgage, our phone bill, our utilities, or things that we absolutely don't know how to do ourselves, like changing our oil or, you know, something like that. But you have to realize when you master paying for stuff that you technically could do yourself, it is a game changer because you buy back your time but then also you if you invest in the right people in the right programs you also you know take a weight off your shoulder and buy back your confidence right buy back you know your certainty about your ability to achieve this goal i remember when i first invested in therapy like it wasn't after 10 sessions of therapy that i felt relief it was after the first session Literally after my first session with my therapist is when I felt relief and I'm like, oh my God, why did I let this issue, you know, swim around in my head for years? I should have been got into therapy. Like I was paying for peace. You know, I'm paying for a space, you know, one hour a week that's dedicated to me. That's really all about 
understanding these things that were going on in my life, right? Where most of us, you know, I don't need to pay for a therapist. I don't need to whatever. I can, or I can go somewhere and get free pseudotherapy, right? But sometimes you have to invest in a high level to achieve your goals, okay? Okay, so final reason, reason number four, final reason that DIY isn't working for you. And this is the biggest one that I see with people that I serve in my community, which is mostly older people of color. So older, I'm saying like 40 to 65, like 40 to 65 plus, right, is who my, typically my target audience is um, in farm to table, okay? So this one is the big one, okay? The main reason why DIY is not working for you is because you're, you're outsmarting yourself and you're too smart for your own good. You know, like my ex used to say, you're crushed by the weight of your own genius. So let me give you some examples. So what I mean by this is, you know, really, really intelligent people like cerebral. So I'm cerebral. You have some people who are more emotional and more, others who are more cerebral, right? And so cerebral people, we use, you know, facts, we use logic, you know, we use, you know, science to make decisions. Right. And then you have people who are a little less cerebral and a little more. They feel their way through decisions and neither one is good or bad. You need a little bit of both. You know, my sister is definitely way more feelings and me. I'm way more cerebral. Right. And we are perfect together. And I usually surround myself with people who are way more feeling because I'm so cerebral. So you need a balance. You need the yin and the yang. So neither one is good or bad. But here's the issue. Most of the people I serve are cerebral. Okay. And so they make, they are really good at like taking in that information, dissecting information, breaking it down. And they're really good at using their brain to make really reasonable decisions, right? Based on facts and numbers and science and what makes sense, right? But when it comes to trying to overcome a chronic health challenge in your life, when you're trying to overcome a chronic health challenge, the issue with cerebral people is that they know they have all the answers. They know exactly where they're going wrong. They know exactly what they need to do. They know exactly how to find the answers, right? And so they're, they're super, super good. And when I say they, I'm saying we, right? I'm including myself in this circle of cerebral people, right? Um, but we're also really, really, really good at justifying our decisions, okay? Um, we're really good at planning for our comeback. So we will DIY something. We will fail and we will, we will be able to oftentimes go back and dissect, you know, uh, reverse engineer that process, see where we went wrong, right? And plan for our comeback, okay? And so what happens is, you know, when if you're one of these people who tend to outsmart yourself, you literally can spend months and years of your life trying to overcome a personal challenge because you're so great at thinking through and problem solving it in your head. You can recite everything. Like, like I've been on some like suitability calls as we're enrolling this season for Farm to Table. I've been on some um, suitability calls for some, you know, potential students. And 
they are very, very honest about the fact that I have all the books, you know, I listen to all the podcasts, I go to all the symposiums and the lectures and the conferences and the series, you know, I know the science behind nutrition, right? So the question becomes, right, if you know all of the things, you have all of the information, why aren't you able to apply it in such, your, in such a way that produces statistically significant results for your life? I'm about to tell you why. Okay, lean in for this one. Here is about. To, I'm about to take it off. Take the top off Pandora's box. Here it is for you right here. The reason DIY isn't working for you, and because you keep outsmarting yourself, is because even the best surgeon in the world cannot do surgery on herself. Okay. Even the best surgeon in the world, they can mentor you, they can stand side by side and walk you through the entire process, they can tell you how to get through that surgery with their eyes closed, but if anything goes wrong with them, they cannot cut open their own chest and do surgery on themselves. So the number one reason why DIY is not working for you is because you're outsmarting yourself you're a cerebral decision maker and you haven't realized that no matter how sweet you are, no matter how gifted you are, no matter how many things you've achieved in your life up to this point, maybe one of the reasons you cannot overcome this chronic health challenge, finally lose the weight, finally get off the medications, finally just start feeling better, get over the sugar addiction, the salt, potato chip addiction, whatever it is, is because even with all the information gathering that you've done, you know, even with all of the exposure that you've had to this plant-based lifestyle, even though you're a health coach yourself or you work in some capacity in the health or helping field, the best surgeon in the world cannot do surgery on themselves, right? And we can make it even make more basic sense. The best hairstylist in the world right, is not going to freak out their own hair like they do somebody else. The best nail tech in the world, right, it's very difficult to apply your own gifts to yourself, right? So even me as a health coach, I have a health coach. Even me as a, you know, a serial entrepreneur having started several businesses, I have a business coach, right? So even no matter what I list as my gifts and talents, I also invest in coaching and programs to hone those talents and to make sure that I am having someone else making sure they're seeing my blind spots. Because when you try to do surgery on yourself, there are blind spots that you just can't account for, right? And so the number one reason DIY isn't working for you is because you're outsmarting yourself. You're crushed by the weight of your own genius. You are... You're the best surgeon in the world, but you can't do surgery on yourself. And so you're having these chronic health challenges, wondering why you can't overcome them. Um, because again, you have the books, you've been studying for years, you've been vegetarian for years, you've done this before, right? And so it's literally with your cerebral self, it is baffling to you, right? It's a conundrum that you cannot unpack, right? It's like unpack, right? Because it's like, why do I know? I know to drink the water. I know to eat the food. I know to stop doing this, you know, to stop 
um, eating the fast food and the takeout. I know I need to be, you know, cooking from scratch more. I know what I need to do. I know I need to be exercising consistently. So because you are so brilliant, right? You are so brilliant. You know all the things you should be doing. You can't really see why you would invest in somebody telling you to do what you already know. But again, back to reason number one, you don't know what you don't know. So it's not until you get in a program where someone is overseeing your behaviors and your strategies where someone else can pull out that blind spot for you, right? And so that's what's missing for a lot of people. They only, they're attached to cost as opposed to dissecting and understanding value. They haven't mastered paying for peace. They don't know what they don't know, or they are doing the same or better than the people they surround themselves with. So they don't know that they're addicted to complacency or they have a small superiority complex that's inhibiting their ability to push themselves past a level of comfort that's going to produce this statistically significant results because you can push yourself um, past a level of comfort for a set amount of time. Like, you know, many people, they do like the Daniel 40 day fast. They do the Daniel fast, right? Or they, you know, might do a 21 day vegan challenge or something like that. But when we, when we get into the conversation about making this a lifestyle and really like, you mean never going back to cheese, Lisa? You mean like I've never eaten yogurt or ice cream again? You mean like no more chicken wings for life? That's a level of discomfort that usually needs to be accompanied with coaching, right? Because you need to understand what things at a deeper level, just knowing that this isn't good for me or this causes inflammation in the body is typically not enough to get someone to truly make a significant lifestyle change, believe it or not, right? But you are so good at uh, fat gathering. You're like, I got all the facts, so I should be able to just do the thing. And there's something missing there. There's a gray area right there. And it's usually in the personal development or self-enhancement space. And that's why in Firm to Table, we focus so heavily on metacognition, neuroplasticity, and just, you know, psychosocial behavior patterns, because you don't need me to tell you for the hundredth time that, you know, dairy causes excess mucus in the body, you know, and, you know, compromises your immune system. You knew that coming into the program. Right. What you need me to show you is you need me to put a mirror up to you and help you identify the key areas in your behaviors, your thinking patterns and pull out your limiting belief systems that have hindered you from being able to sustain a life without dairy, sustain a life without refined concentrated sweeteners. Right. So that's the issue. You don't see your own blind spots. You can't do surgery on yourself. And so if you're cerebral, if you're really, you know, high performing a professional or just a really smart, tactile thinker, that's where the issues come in. And those are the four reasons why DIY may not be working for you, okay? Um, and I hope that was helpful because, like I said, in doing these suitability interviews for these past several weeks for Farm to Table, it's been very clear to me, like I'm even, I'm getting more intimate with our audience, with our potential student body. And there's and so many times, I can't even count how many times, one of the questions I ask during our suitability interviews is, you know, based on the goals you told me you want to achieve, what do you believe may be a potential roadblock that may get in the way of you achieving that goal? And I cannot tell you guys how many times people have said myself, my own thinking, 
me just going back to the old ways of doing things because they're comfortable for me, right? So these people are smart. They have the science. Typically, by the time they're applying for farm to table, you know, they've tried several other things. You know, they've tried several other programs or they've tried to DIY the process on their own. So these are really smart intellectual people. These are not people who just necessarily, you know, just had a cheeseburger this morning. These are people who are really conscious on what health looks like, what it should look like, what a plant-based diet should look like. But when I say, what are some roadblocks? What are you think what are some things that you think may get in our way of achieving your goal? They and so many people have said, I think it would be myself and my thinking and I will get in my own way. Right. So if you know that you are the potential problem, especially even with all your wealth of knowledge and experience and exposure, if you know you are your potential problem, that should let you know right there that the cost and the value it is are two very separate numbers. And you need to dissect the value of having someone in place to help you not get in your own way. Right. You should be able to see that. OK, I've, I've said in my own words that I'm the problem. Right. And now I need someone else to hold my hand through a proven framework and strategy that's going to help me achieve this goal and make sure that I don't repeat history, i.e. I don't continue to get in my way. Because the reason these people answer this question so quickly and say myself, I'm the problem, I'm the problem is because it's happened before. When I say what are some potential roadblocks that may get in the way of us achieving your 40 pound weight loss or getting off of blood pressure medication or, you know, putting your autoimmune disease in remission. When they say me as myself, there's never hesitation. They never have to think about it. They know. And you know why they know is because they've done this over and over again. They've made attempts before and in those previous attempts they got in their own way. And so they know what history looks like. And typically they're, you know, on that call with me because they don't want to repeat history. Okay. So understand that DIY is one way of doing things, but paying for peace is a better way to do, do things, especially if you, you know, taken a shot at this thing multiple times and you've had multiple failures. One of the things, this is the last thing I'm going to say, but one of the things we teach in Farm to Table is this concept of lowering your tolerance for failure. Lowering your tolerance for failure. Most of us have a really, really high tolerance for failure. What does that mean? That essentially means that we can try something over and over again, constantly fail at it, and because there is not what we perceive to be a, you know, a consequ consequential or heavy consequence, a consequential outcome, then we just say, I'll try again, right? I'll give it another shot. Not realizing that the longer you take to overcome this health challenge, right, the more damage is doing to your body and your brain, right? Because we, you know, are still able to kind of get through our day to day, manage our life, we don't see how much damage is doing to continue to carry around that 40 pounds. We don't see the damage that is doing to continue to have to take prescribed drugs to manage your blood pressure or your blood sugar 
or your cholesterol. We'll just be on the drug for another year and I'll just try again. I'll just try again. You're doing damage, potential damage to other organs. You are, you know, you don't even know you have malabsorption, right? So you have nutritional deficiencies because you have such a low tolerance for failure. So when you have this low tolerance for failure, that essentially means, or excuse me, when you have a high tolerance for failure, that essentially means that you can fail over and over again. You can, the way we define having a high tolerance for failure in front of the table is, you know, it's the amount of times you're willing to quit, give up, or start over. Um, before it starts like resonating with you, that so we gotta shift something, we gotta pivot. Right. So how many times are you willing to quit, give up or start over before you make a significant pivot in your strategy? How many times are you going to DIY this thing, quit, give up and start over, quit, give up or start over um, before the consequences are so great that you decide to try something different? That's the question we want to ask ourselves. How often and how long are you willing to fail before you decide that? DIY is not the strategy for me, right? So that's what I want you to ask yourself. And again, I'm speaking, you know, as a student of what I'm teaching, right? I teach these things and I come up with these, um, these lessons based on personal experience and based on coaching, right? So I didn't just come up with these four reasons out of nowhere. Literally, I was just kind of dissecting what has been coming out of these suitability costs in the last several weeks with our potential farm to table students. And this is what I'm hearing over and over and over again. Okay. So first things I'm going to run through the list really quickly as we wrap up um, and make sure you guys watch the replay, share this, share it with somebody who needs to hear it. But the four reasons why DIY isn't working for you is number one, you don't know what you don't know. And you're, you decided that um, you're just going to consume information from multiple sources and you're going to try and piecemeal a strategy together. And also your strategy is too broad. You say, my goal is to lose 40 pounds. My strategy is to go plant-based to do that. That is not a narrow enough strategy in order for you to be successful. Right. So you need to have a specific curriculum or framework that you're going through to become plant based, not just saying I'm going to be plant based and I'm going to automatically reach my 40 pound weight loss goal. It doesn't work like that. So you don't know what you don't know. Right. The second reason why DIY may not be working for you is because uh, you're better than or the same as people in your circle, right? So you are the sum total of the top five people you surround yourself with. And so if you guys are the same as far as health status, like for example, you know, hey, I'm a 55 year old woman, I'm taking black, black woman, I'm taking blood pressure medications and you know, three of my girlfriends are too, right? This has become normalized in your circle. And so you're complacent. Now, let's say you were a 55 year old black woman and, you know, you just got into a new civic or social group and you're making these new friends and they're all between the ages of 50 and 60. None of them are on meds. They're all at a healthy weight. They all eat healthy. They do healthy activities. And you're like, oh, I'm not outlier here. Psh, I need to get my life together. But that's not the case. You're in a circle where you guys all kind of look the same. And so you're complacent because we are struggling through diabetes together, right? And so it's not, um, it's been normalized in your social circle. 
or you are doing a little better than everybody in your circle. And so you have superiority complex. All right. All right. The third reason why you uh, DIY may not be working for you is because you haven't mastered paying for peace. Right. When you look at the cost of something um, and you all you care about is that actual number. Right. You believe that you should only pay for liabilities, rent, mortgage, phone bill, gas, or you believe you should only pay for things that you absolutely cannot do yourself. Like, you know, getting your oil changed or putting a new engine in your car. Like you got to pay for that because you don't know how to do it. Now, realizing that pay for paying for peace is all about buying back your time, investing in a done for you or done with you strategy um, that is going to save you literally um, months, years and loads of headaches. Right. Because you don't have to go through the work of dissecting the information and making it and putting the strategy together. That's for you. You could just pay for pay for somebody to do that. Right. Um, and so or pay for peace also means paying for things that you could do yourself, but you don't see the value in giving your way of time, giving away your time in that way, i.e. housekeeping. Right. So I pay for housekeeping because I don't see the value in giving away my time to clean up. Right. I pay for TSA pre-check at the airport because I don't see the value in staying at standing in the longer security line and having to take my shoes off and do all of that. Right. So I pay for peace. Right. Um, I pay for Wi-Fi on airplanes because I see the value in being able to use this block of hours to be productive and be doing some income generating activities. Right. So paying you haven't mastered paying for peace. You've only mastered looking at cost for everything. And then the final reason that. DIY may not be working for you. It's because you're outsmarting yourself. You're really cerebral like me and you know, you're crushed by the weight of your own genius and you are great at justifying your behavior. You're great at, you know, planning your comeback and you have a high tolerance for failure because you're so cerebral. You're able to reverse engineer all of these DIY attempts and see where you went wrong and think that you can just switch those off and do better the next time. But again, even the best surgeon in the world can't do surgery on herself. And so you don't know what your blind spots are. And so you have no one looking out for your blind spots. Um, so you keep outsmarting yourself thinking, why would I pay somebody to tell me what I already know? Now realizing you're really paying for somebody to tell you what you don't know. Right. But you're so cerebral and you have all the facts and all the information that you're just like, I know what's wrong with dairy. I know what's wrong with me. I know how type two diabetes and heart disease works. I don't need to pay for that. But you don't know what you don't know. You're outsmarting yourself and you, you know, you don't realize that you can't do surgery on yourself. OK, so those are the four reasons why DIY may not be working for you. I hope this was helpful. Give it a like, give it a heart, give it a share. Right. Uh, or at least give me a comment and let me know what resonated with you or drop me a DM and let me know, you know, what hit hit different for you. Like this, this, this hit the nail on the head, especially for us as people of color. Right. We're just so brilliant. We love, you know, taking on things and conquering them. And uh, sometimes we have to learn how to become codependent. Yes, I said it. That is a word that you should put back in your vocabulary. It's not necessarily a negative thing. Codependency is all about relying on other people's ta talents, gifts, and purpose to propel you to where you want to be in a quicker, more efficient manner, right? So we need to master becoming codependent. All right, that's all I got for y'all today. I hope this was helpful. You guys take care. Ciao.